It's very, uh, very, very sweet to be here tonight. So many chavra. So many that we've, we've actually listened to some of their music before. I think everybody, everybody knows Tani, Binyamin, and Chaim. We've actually listened to all their songs, each one of them. And we've done chaburas on their music, so it's very, very special to have them here. Each one in their own way. So I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you where some of this, some of the, the partnership between myself and Chaim, where it started. And it was, uh, I think it was two years ago. I think it was two years ago, Sukkot. And uh, it, was the fr- it was right after, right after Yontif, second day Yontif. And some chavah were saying, you know, we should, we should have a besimcha v'shoi, we should bring in the sukkah a little bit. And usually I'm tired after the second day, I don't really want to go out anywhere at the bar or park or anything. So I said, okay, anybody who wants, we put out a post, anybody who wants to come, you can come, no problem, I'll send my sukkah, I have a few drinks or something. Very basic. And a few guys came, anybody there, Moshe, were you there then? Oh, no, no, I wasn't there. You weren't there? I wasn't. So I don't think anybody here was there that night. But I will tell you, what I did not expect was, it was probably one of the most memorable nights in my life. Definitely Simchas Beishoevas in my entire life. I'm sitting there, and guys are coming in, mostly people I knew. And I don't know who came first, but these two dark-complexion guys come into my sukkah. One of them's carrying, I think, like a banjo or something. Was it? I don't remember what it was. I think you had a little guitar. A little guitar? I think so. I think it was like a little one. <laughs> so they come in, these Guri brothers. No idea who they are. Very nice. You didn't? I don't even know how they got there. Honestly, how did you get there? Ish Kodesh. I think maybe Aiki might have told me about it. Aiki? I don't know. It was Aiki. And then also, Naftali came. Anybody knows Naftali Blumenthal also, a musician. He's a producer. He puts out music. He's very talented. And he comes. Him I knew a little bit. Or at least I'd seen his picture before. And I didn't know what was going to happen. And we were schmoozing. And then they say, can we play a song? I said, yeah, you can play a song, no problem. And then, I don't remember what was first, but I think it was, it was Uvene. Before Uvene, if you've ever heard that song, before it came, we're going to do it at some point, we have to. And besides the chain that these two brothers had, which you already fall in love with them, when you hear Uvene, you just melt. Mamish melt. And then, and then Chaim says, can I play another song? I don't remember exactly the, how the order went. And he played, Let My People Go. You ever hear that song from The Seekers? Whoa. That was it. Game over. I was totally sold. And it's not just the, the... If you hear a lot of Chaim's songs, it's, um, there's a certain pashtus to it, but a very, very deep, deep pashtus, which is our style. Pshitis and Tamimis, but Ba'amkas. And then as the night went on, the Naftali started to play his music, and they went back and forth. I was asking questions, and they were answering it with music. It was a very, very special night. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. I, I don't remember who said it. Can I answer that question with a song? Was that you or was that Naftali? I think it was Naftali, actually. I don't remember. But from then on, we, we've been listening to Chaim's music. And uh, there was a song that he put out, L'cha Omer Libi. I'm not sure if you heard it. You're going to hear it tonight, Amir Tashem which I wanted to do last week. It ties in beautifully to the Zman, as it's, it's a Pasuk from Ladavid, which we say every single day now. And I really wanted to do it. I, was, I, had, a, I had like a deep fire for it. 
And it didn't work out. Chaim said he couldn't make it, which is fine. And we've done many songs without people. But then nobody could make it. I'm like, all right. No Chabur last week. And then this, and then last week, it was, it was Gimel El. And I'll tell you why I'm mentioning the Hebrew date in a second. But Gimel El, a new song came out from Thank You Hashem. Yidden. Everybody's probably heard this song now. From Chaim and, and Mendy Warch. And that song, which I had heard before, I had it actually, I, had, I already knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. But when I heard the song originally, I was under, it was like secret, you know, coding. I couldn't like let anybody know that I knew about this. When I originally heard the song, it was, their Chaim wasn't in the song. It was only Mendy Warch. I had no idea. So then when the song came out, I was expecting, you know, Mendy to start. I'm like, that's not, that's not Mendy. That's a different voice. I'm like, I know that voice. And then, of course, I see the name over there. And it's Chaim. And you hear, you hear the distinct, it's not, the word's not strain. It's a, it's a certain amkus in the singing that you don't hear by everybody. And if I would have had to cast somebody to sing this song, it would be Chaim. And we'll discuss more as we go on. So first I want to listen to this. Well, first I want to let Chaim speak about this song, Yidin, as well as L'Chaim Alibi. There's so much Siyad that's going into it, it all, always. So we're going to hear from Chaim, as is, that's why he's here. He could, whatever he wants, I don't know what he's going to say. We didn't plan this out before. I literally told him five seconds ago that he's going to say something. So it's going to come from the heart, as it always does, L'Chaim Alibi. So first, Chaim, share with us, and then we'll talk more. Yeah. Um, thank you, Rabbi that That was really special. Um, okay. Um, yeah. It's actually very interesting that you mentioned that 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 time at the sukkah. It's um. What's very powerful, and I just hopped as as you were saying the story was that. That next day, the reason I didn't go to Bar Park, the reason I didn't go to like a crazy farming that night is because I had a date the next morning. Yeah. And, I was, and I went out with my wife. Nice. That was our first date. Um, which made sense that you needed a lot of art to go into <laughs> such a beautiful thing. I needed all that. Nice. Which is very powerful, you know? Um, it was a very, very powerful... It was a magical night. I, I remember that night very clearly. Not clearly. It's like... A, it's like there's like mystical smoke surrounding that sukkah. It's like a, it's like I don't even want to go back to your sukkah because it's like, <laughs> I don't I don't know what it actually looks like. It was just like something something different. It was really really a powerful night. <clears throat> yeah, the the song Yidden. It's actually a very funny story how the whole thing came about. But um, the 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 idea and like Raviori mentioned. The idea of Gimel El being tied into the song is also very, very powerful, um, and he'll tell you why. But uh, I think that it's it's one of the, one of the de- like one of the biggest things when I was um, recording. It's not my own song, so it's it's a song that became mine, but it's not a song that came from my heart. It came to my brain, and then it came to my heart. Um, and the idea behind that song, a lot of what I was connecting to was the idea of a yid. A lot of what Gimel El represents is the idea that a yid is pure. A yid is pure in every aspect of his life. That whether I do good things, or whether there's things that I could do that are potentially 
you know, in this world, negative, they're all coming from a good place. No matter, no matter what I do, that Yidin in general are, are, are precious, so holy, so pure, so precious, neshamas of Yidin. Like, really, like, it's such an important idea that I try to, for my own personal work in life, is to, to remember that there's nothing about my neshama, there's nothing about who I am that's bad. There's, I'm actually very pure, precious. You know, the neshamas of Yidin are, are, are powerful. And even with other people, taking it from, like, the, the chua within myself and then taking it to the chua klalis, Clueless. It's a very important thing for me to know that there's nothing that a yid could do that's actually wrong. Okay, the, in this world of asiya, of actions, there's a lot of things that a yid can do wrong. But in the deepest parts of who we are, there's there's no such thing as a yid in the, a yid that's not pure. Like leidach nidach, you know, that's connected to another one of my songs. But this idea that yidin are pure, yidin are pure, yidin are pure. It's um, it's something that that has changed the way that I, that I grow because it's not about growing, it's about becoming myself. It's changed the way that I see people because it's not that they're bad, it's that they're, they're covered over. It's about peeling off the klipas and, see, and see, the, see the neshama. It's about peeling off the shells that block off who we really are. Um, and uh, when, I, when I was recording it in the studio, like one of the Bloomstein brothers asked me, he's like, who are you singing the song to? Obviously I said to myself first, but then he took, then then he's like, I'm, when I'm singing it to it, I'm singing it to the Rosh Hashivas of the world, and to everyone that like has a judgment, that's like a a shofet in Klal Yisrael, someone that can that, that has the power to judge a yid, and tell them that like there's not 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 a single yid, not a single yid that's 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 negative. There's not a single yid that's that's bad. To scream it to to, to those people that that. That can say that a yid is bad or a yid is wrong. You're wrong. A neshama of a yid is pure. So holy, so pure, so precious are the neshamas of yidin. And uh, that's something that I that I that I try to bring into myself. I'm not the best at it because, as the Bloomstein brothers taught me, there's something called klipositis. When you uh, get stuck and you start looking at the klipas, and you get stuck in in, in the outer shell of things, you have to get you have a good. Uh, you know, for brain antibiotics, you know, <laughs> and and take the klipas away and see the soul inside. You want me to share about the other song also? Or you want, you want yeah, yeah. Um, it's a very good song to connect to Lacham Libi for me. Lacham Libi is much more personal because it's a song that came from my own heart. And it's literally the song is called Lacham Libi. It's a song that it's, I don't put out my songs in order of when I wrote them. I put them on the ones. I put out the ones that are the most prevalent in my heart at that moment because I don't do albums. I'm not like you know. I'm saying, whatever. There may be an album coming out with Thank Yashem, but still, I. But it's um. Lachamar Libi was very is very much centered on this idea for me that it's connected to the idea of Yudin for sure, and it makes sense. But lechamar libi bakshifan, I'll share the, the the basic words of the pasuk. Lechamar libi to you, my heart says, bakshifan, I seek seek face. So there's like a big question: What does it mean? Seek, seek face. Bakshifan, I seek your face. Seek God's face. It's complicated. What that means, and what's the lechamar libi? Lechamar libi bakshifan, I espanecha Hashem avakesh. And like the pasuk is very like scattered. Espanecha Hashem avakesh, and then espanecha. And in your face, Hashem Avakish, I will, I will search for, I will seek. Am I, am I getting the translation right? Um, so, 
my Rebbe gave Rabbi Kalish gave a whole translation on that pasuk, um, a whole pshat and a whole drash and a whole remez and a whole site on on that that pasuk, a whole world around that pasuk, and then it inspired me to my, towards my own, which is also part of the whole idea of the Chamar Libi that there's a nevuah inside of each and every single one of us. Um, but for me, what those words mean to me is that Lacham Arlibi to you, Hashem, my heart says, Hashem, my heart is speaking from within you. Like the part of my heart that is, that, my heart that is Hashem is saying, Bakshufan, I seek yourself. Seek the deepest parts of who you are. Seek myself. Get to know, get to know the person in this body, in this, with this soul, and with this, what's going on inside. Lacham Arlibi, Bakshufan, I seek yourself. Learn, learn yourself. Learn who you are. Because what you end up finding out when you seek inside of yourself is that when you look into the deepest parts of who I am into every part of who I am and this is also tied into Gimel'el is that I'm a person that's just seeking for Hashem that who I am at the core is someone that's on fire for Hashem that when there's a Bakshufana when I really get to find out who I really am what's my truest identity is I'm somebody that is craving Hashem with everything inside of me. When I get to like the deepest parts of who I am, in good and in negative, when it's expressed in this world, when I go even deeper, I just find out that it's Imam is just looking for Hashem. I'm just in everything that I'm doing. I'm looking for Hashem. And that's part of the seek inside and all you'll find is light that's shining bright from the one above. Because when you, when you, look, when you look deep inside of who I really am, I don't have to go to Shemayim to, to find to find Hashem, I could I could go to Shemaim and find Hashem there, but for me the most one of the most powerful avodas because Hashem is everywhere and there's nothing that's not you know part of His oneness. But when I look into the depths of my heart and I find Hashem in there, in every intuition and every thought and every instinct and everything that I'm trying to do, it changes the way that I see myself because for me, coming close to Hashem is not about becoming something else, but it's about becoming who I really am. That's what, and, and in that way, in that way, in a real way, Yidin and Lacham or Libya are deeply, deeply connected because I'm pure. Who I am, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a pure neshama that Hashem gave me. I'm a pure soul. And in every movement and in every thought and in everything that I do in my life, whether good or expressed negatively, at its truest core, everything that I do in my life, is coming from a place of wanting to be Megala the Yichud of Hashem, to be bring out Hashem's oneness in this world. And I'm not anything else other than that. Okay, now I have to deal with the nitty-gritty of Avoda of like, okay, actually like not doing things that are silly, missing the mark, and like not. But at the same time to know that even when I'm missing the mark, I'm missing the mark, but I'm aiming for something. And that what I'm aiming for is Hashem. Okay, so I miss the mark and I get like something like, like a table or like, you know, and I'm eating too much food, or whatever, whatever it is, you know, a silly example, a silly thing, but I should just know that whatever I'm actually really looking for inside all that is to be Megaladi Yechud of Hashem, to bring out Hashem's oneness in this world, to do the mitzvahs and to do what God wants from me. And when I, and when I realize that about it myself, I'm not trying to grow anymore. I'm not trying to like become something else. I'm trying to, I'm trying to really be who I really am. Yeah. Beautiful. Nice. So this is the Yidin first. I'm going to say some words. In the middle, we're going to say the Chalmer Levi. I'm just going to say something else. That's all. That's what I always do.
You know. I know. Lucian, Harry. Bluetooth connected. Yeah, it really is. Pairing connected. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Peel off the clippers and see the bunny. by asking who who's singing to who in this song that's how I wanted to start off we all here Yidin we're all Yidin Baruch Hashem we all have holy neshamas who's who, who's singing to who so of course like Chaim said we're singing to ourselves we're singing to the Rosh Hashivas of the world we're singing to everybody let's let's also 
<clears throat> see it from another vantage point, another perspective. They're all, everything's true. Let's see if we can internalize, because a lot of the music, especially the ones that we do for Chaburas, the Tachlis is, 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 as we've discussed many times, that since music opens us up and we're all connected to music in such a deep way, and so many people are singing such important, powerful ideas and messages, whether it's Mamish Psukim, whether it's lines from Rabbi Nachman or whoever it may be, or words from their heart, there's, an import, there's something so important and can go in so deep. And we have to listen well, and we have to think about it. So Yidin, uh, what's Gimel So what are we talking about? No? As, as Rabbi would say, no, Chavra? What's Gimel Ah. So if you don't know, there's a whole other world out there. If you're Zohar to that world... You'll, I promise you, you'll taste this song in a different way. So Gimel El is of Cook's Yardzai. Our Mitzlaka Cohen Cook. I've always, I was only Zohar to really taste from Cook because of Rebbe. And for anybody who has listened to Rebbe Shurim of Cook, has dabbled on their own, has ventured into that yam, and not scared. It's a scary world out there. You read one word, you're like, what? I don't know, I don't know how to translate that. Okay, next. No. If Cook speaks in a way, and this is the way I always say it, and I'm so happy this song came out, on his yard site, which Chaim knew that, but the other Chavar who produced the music didn't know that. I told them. And put it out. What? And they put it out. And they, and they put it out, they, but they didn't know. This whole song is screaming of Cook. Because MS, every single piece of a Cook, I'm telling you, every single piece of a Cook is a holy neshama screaming to a holy neshama. Yidin, you're holy. You're an Hashem. You're gewalt. You're so powerful. I was learning a book. I didn't even understand all the words I was reading. I still don't understand all the words I'm reading. And you feel something so powerful. Those in the Chabura, we've been using Rav Kook a little bit. And that's Rav Kook light. You go to the Oros, that's Rav Kook heavy. Every word is screaming. I'm telling you. You're an Hashem. You're a holy neshama. For real, for real. As I like to say. Not just for real. Everybody says for real. No, no. We do for real, for real. That's why it was so powerful. When this song came out, I'm like, oh, this is... I was blown away. I want to do Chabur on the spot. Like, I don't care what we talk about. We have to do the Chabur with this song on Gimel Elmo. Is there a greater presence of Cook on his yard site than this song? His whole life was screaming Yidin. And he... Correct? So Amit Hashem will see a piece from Rav Kook right at the end. We have to. So let's tie it a little bit in, in our fancy way. Tie it into the parsha. tie it into this man. So this week's parsha. This, this clicked in my brain very early on in the week. I didn't have a chance really till today to sit down and think about it. But I know this ties very much into our parsha. So the parsha starts off, Ki when you go out to war against your enemy, yeah. when the Son of Hashem delivers him into your hands, and there's captives. And you look at the captives, there's this beautiful looking woman. And there's a deep desire. And you take her as a wife. 
you'd bring into your house v'gilchas rosha. You think one second? So you find this lady, you 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 like her more than like her, as you heard from the words, and you want to get married to her. So let's let's do this. Let's convert her and let's get her married. No, no, no. V'gilcha es rosha. Let's first shave her head. This is before chasidim. And then you let her fingernails grow long in a disgusting way. And you take off her captive garment, which was probably something that was not appropriate. And you put on like some kind of sack on her. She sits in your house and she cries. She's shaved. She has long fingernails. She's wearing some ugly non-designer dress, you know, some sack. And she's crying, so her eyes are probably puffy and red. She said for 30 days crying over her parents. And then if you still want to marry, you can marry her. This is, this is the beginning of the Parsha. And we know Chazal tell us that this is, this whole Indian is a weird Indian. Take this Goyesha lady into your house. What's going on over here? I'm not going to go into the Gemaras for many reasons now. But Chazal said this is an interesting thing. This whole instance, Lodibra Hakasav El Keneged Yitzhahara. This whole Parsha is to fight against the Yitzhahara. Or it's to, because the Yitzhahara, the way that it's classically understood, because the Yitzhahara is so powerful, we have to allow things that we don't usually allow. That's the classic way to learn. What is that? What does that mean? That's not our usual derech. Also, and there's many questions. There's so many things. I, we have to be mitzamtim. Rashi says, Rashi brings down from the Medrash, what's the, what's the point of all this? Why is this happening? So Rashi says, So the Jewish girls should be happy. Vizu, and this lady, this Goyesha lady sitting in the house crying, I don't know how to pronounce it exactly. She's depressed. Bas Yisrael miskashetes. The Bas Yisrael is adorned and looks pretty. Vizu and this lady, misnavelis. She's disgusting. Where, where did a Bas Yisrael come into all this? Why are we comparing this lady to a Bas Yisrael? She's happy. What, is, what is Rashi talking about? So there's, there's really, there's really, really so much. And it was like, it was like hurting my brain as, as I was going into the sugya and seeing what was going on over here. But let's just go in one, one mahal. There's many ways you can go. But who, who is this Yafas Tower? Who is this? Who is this lady? Now Yafas Tower, if that, you know that Lashen, where, where have you heard that before? Just to throw it out to the crowd. Yafas Tower. Rachel. Rachel, Esther. Anybody else? Yosef. And these are, these are, these are some serious tzaddikim, tzaddikanios. What are we connecting the Eishas Yafas Torah, who seemingly is this, it's a bad parsha, we're connecting her to these tzaddikim. So we have to go deep. We have to start in a very, very, very low place. Because the word v'chashaktaba, you go out to war and you see this lady, v'chashaktaba. It's a very, very powerful word, a word, a cheshek. And we see it earlier in Chumash, 
Pasuk says, Vayidaber chamor itam lemor. Who's chamor? Shechem's father. Right? Shechem. Vayidaber chamor itam lemor. Shechem b'ni, Shechem my son, Choshko nafsho b'bitcha. He desires very much your daughter. Who is that? Dina. Shechem took by force Dina into the palace to marry her by force. So you see the word chashka there. Now, the, before that, before Chamor got involved, I'm speaking to Yaakov Avinu, Pasuk says, Vayar itam Shechem ben Chamor. Shechem sees Dina. Dina had gone out. Vayikach ita. He took her. Vayishkov Oso v'yaner, and he was not nice to her. He forced her. Medabek nafsho bedina basiakov, and he became dovik to her. Dvekis. After he was mean to her, after he forced her, then he became dovik to her. Vayehaves hanara, and he loved her very strongly. Shonos. Vayedaber alev hanara, and he then he spoke to her heart. He tried to sweet talk her. Tried to convince her to stay and to be married to him. The Chazal in the Medrash, Pala Otzim, compares these Lashonos, Vayidbak, Vayehav, Choshka, these Lashonos that Shechem, a Goy, is having for Dina, Bas Yaakov, <coughs> compares that, that emotional love and those feelings to the love between a Kaddish Baruch and Klai Yisrael. It's a pella. To use such Lashonos from a guy, who we would think it's, it's about physicality. To connect that to Kaddish Baruch and Klai Yisrael. So there must be something deeper going on. Now generally, I heard this hour once, I don't remember who it was from, but generally, when one is involved in physicality only, as we know, whenever you get involved in physicality, whether it's a food or something else, the beginning is very enjoyable, and slowly but surely, the gishmak goes away. Because physicality has a, it has a terminating date. It doesn't last. It dies. Everything in Gashmanis dies. Even the body, eventually. So it doesn't last forever. So generally, when one is only involved in physicality, usually that's like the, the high point, and then slowly it goes down. But we see something fakir with Shechem. First, he was involved physically, and then it says, Vayidbak, Vayehav, Chashka. Like his, the intensity was going higher and higher. Again, a pellet. So, what's going on over here? The Medrash tells us that, and I'm sure many of us know, that what came out of this. Relationship of Shemadina. Why was he so obsessed with her? How did this happen? So we know, Chazal tell us, that they had a child. Dina had a child from this relationship. And when this child was born, this girl was born, Yaakov Avinu was, doesn't really say his emotions, but he wasn't so happy. And he, he put a necklace on this girl that said, Mi base Yaakov, from Mishpachas Yaakov, and sent her down, and sent her away. I'm sure he didn't just like leave her on the side of the road. Appropriately, 
sent her away. This was from an inappropriate union between Dina and, and Shechem. And this girl found her way down to Mitzrayim. And who adopted her? Says the Medrash. Potiphar. Potiphar and Asha's Potiphar. They take this girl. And they gave her a Hebrew, they gave her a name. And what's her name? Osna. Osnas. Osnat. Who eventually marries Yosef Tzadik. Yosef Tzadik marries this girl. Now Yosef Tzadik, the original Yifas Torah. So we'll get there. So Yosef Tzadik, what does Yosef have inside of him? Mashiach ben Yosef? Right? Mashiach ben Yosef comes from Yosef. Obviously. So inside of Yosef is one of the most powerful lights, energies in the entire world. Which it's still coming out right now. Chazal tell us, why was Aishas Potiphar obsessed with Yosef? Now he's a good looking guy, we know. Like it was, it was way too much. It was way too much. He was saying no. It was, it was just, it was way, way too much. Why couldn't she control herself? Because Chazal tell us, it's in Rashi. Just push it, Rashi. That she felt that she was supposed to marry Yosef. That Mashiach was supposed to come from that union. The light of Mashiach was supposed to come. Now, if you think the light of Mashiach is going to come from you, whether you know that intellectually or not, it will become something that will be unstoppable. The light of Mashiach is unstoppable. So she felt this obsession to try to bring out the light of Mashiach. Little did she know, Chazal tell us, that it was really from her, quote-unquote, her daughter, her adopted daughter, Asna. That was who was going to marry Yosef. So Aisha's Potiphar had a little bit of the right idea, but the problem was she went about it in an inappropriate way. She tried to jump the gun. She tried to take Yosef by force, like the Pasuk says by Shechem, that he saw her, Shem saw Dina, Vayikach, he took her, Vayishkav, and he forced her. So the same thing, Eshes Potiphar. Now what was, in, what, was in, what was in Dina? If Asnas comes from Dina, and Asnas is going to marry Yosef, and eventually Mashiach ben Yosef is going to come out of Yosef and Asna. It's going to come from, right? One of Yosef's children, Right? Ephraim and Manasha, correct? So that means from Dina, really, is Mashiach ben Yosef. Shechem had this obsession, this cheshek, this, this, it didn't make any sense, this infatuation with Dina, because the light of Mashiach was inside. Again, the same thing. And he didn't know what to do with this. It was too powerful. He didn't have the kalim to know what this was, and therefore, he tried to just grab it, because he, was, he thought it was physicality. He didn't know about the panemias. Shechem's a klipa. Eishas Potiphar's a klipa. They don't chap the panemias. They don't chap the light of Mashiach. They don't understand, they don't have that havana. And therefore, they just tried to grab. Both making horrible mistakes. Because when you have such a powerful light inside, if you don't chap it the right way, you're going to chop it the wrong way. At the same time, 
And the Torah, it's an unbelievable thing. It's almost like a movie. I don't want to say it's like a movie, but it almost is. Is that after Yosef sold down, the story, then the Torah goes into the story between Yehuda and Tamar. And then as that's going on, really without the Torah being able to say it, the mice with Yosef and Ish Potiphar is happening like concurrently. Look at the Pesukim. Now what happened? Yehuda marries off his son's heir to this girl, Tamar. Doesn't go well. Then he marries Onan, his second son. Tamar was a good girl. You know, keep her in the family. And then Onan doesn't act appropriately and he dies. And then Yehuda says, this is too much. Something's with this lady. We've got to get her out of here. And he sends Tamar away to go, by, go back to her father's house. Go cry. Go cry in your father's house. Right? And Tamar says, Chazal, what does she know that she has inside of her? She knows she has the light of Mashiach inside of her also. She knows she's supposed to marry Yehuda. She knows she's supposed to have something was supposed to come out of Tamar and base Yehuda. Now, it didn't go there. It didn't go with Onain. Yehuda promised his third son, but Yehuda, we know, was not telling the Emes. And after some years, Tamar says, it's not happening. I need to make a move. Now, but Tamar wasn't so brazen. She did what she did. We have to be careful here. But she made a move without forcing the Indian. She sat by the crossroads Right, she disguised herself, and she didn't force, but she let Yehuda come, right, and make the move. Okay, I'm Evan Yavin. Look inside the pesukim. Inside of Tamar, she now holds Mashiach ben Yehuda, Mashiach ben David. And what we know as the as the parsha goes on, she was willing to die. She didn't want to reveal what happened with Yehuda. She was willing to die, right? She was, she was pregnant. She had Zerach and Peretz inside of her. Eventually, David's going to come out of that. And she was willing to die then embarrass Yehuda. Ah, Mashiach ben David? That's a Kodesh Baruch We don't We don't break halach. We don't embarrass people. Even the Mashiach ben Yehuda, Mashiach ben David's inside of you. So she was masaking a little bit the Pagam of what happened with Eishas Potiphar. El Shem. Where they tried to force, she totally didn't force. Now it's interesting, because what does she say when she's about to be burned at the stake? What does she say? Haker. Haker na. Whoever's signet ring and right staff this is, this is who the father is. And again, she didn't force the Indian. Yehuda came and admitted Right? It's mine. And it's interesting because the word haker is the same gematria as klipa. Mm. Klipa is the chitzonius. Haker means, what does haker mean? Recognize. Look deep. Yehuda, look deep inside. I'm not a klipa like Shrem and Eishis Potiphar. I'm not trying to force the Indian. It's on you. Haker no. And she gave Yehuda the opportunity and Yehuda took the opportunity. And he was a little bit mavaz himself. But because of that, he became the Melech. Because that Tamar lives. Because that Mashiach ben David comes out. 
That energy is so powerful inside. Tamar chapted. And there was a very powerful chitzonius, her embarrassment, her dying. Her dying. No stronger chitzonius than that. Your very life. This wasn't just a, an infatuation or something physical. This was a of her life. And she held on. And she wouldn't give in because she knew the panemius always overpowers the chitzonius. You just have to mach the klipas. You have to just be able to remove the klipas on the outside and see the panemius. So Rachel's a Yifas Tower. Yosef's a Yifas Tower. Esther's a Yifas Tower. Who comes out of Esther? Now Esther also was with the Goyen Achashverosh. Dayovish comes out and starts to build the base of Mikdash. Right? I'm not going to get into that now, but Shtikl Mashiach was inside of that union as well. Mashiach's always hidden. Very, very deep inside Klippus. Always. Always. That's why it takes a long time for it to come out. And you have to learn Savlanus, and you have to wait. The most important thing to know is that there is a Pinimius. As we go through life as a body, and everybody has inside an HSC Fast Tower. Because who's the HSC Fast Tower? The Neshama. The light of Mashiach. Everybody has that inside. But we have Klippus. We're born as a Guf. The Guf, by, by definition, is a klipa. It didn't do anything wrong yet. But it's a klipa. A klipa means you have, an, you have an orange. There's a lot to that orange. If you look at the video, there's an orange there. That's, I'm not going to get into that now. That's, the, that's where the song came from. A bachar in, in the issue of Long Beach. Okay, it's another time. Even though we should have brought him here also. But the orange didn't do anything wrong. But lamaisin is a thick clipper. You can't just bite into that thing. You have to peel it off to get to the juicy orange on the inside. So the Asia Sifas Torah is really the holy Neshama. And the Gemara tells us, You have to go out and fight against the You have to go and fight. Now generally we don't put ourselves in shot. We don't put ourselves into any Sayyid. We don't go to places that we shouldn't go. And say, I'm going to be victorious over the Yitzhar. You don't do that. So what's this Muhammad? This is the Muhammad of revealing the Pneumius. Of revealing the Neshama inside. And there's a lot of layers. A lot of layers. So you bring the Guf into the house. You bring the Neshama with the Guf together. And you peel off her klipa, you cut her hair. You let her nails grow long. You manavel her in order that you start to see what the klipa really is. 30 days. 30 days she cries over her mother and her father. 30 days you need a detox. Bemis. 30 days you need a detox because there's so many layers. You, ha- you can't even hear the neshama inside. There's so many layers. Whether it be things that are not appropriate... Or even that just stress, anxiety, worry. So much stuff on my plate. There's so much. <coughs> right? This happens all the time. You need time. 
You need Elul's the 30 days, as the Chazal say, the Yerach Yamim, the 30 days of this Eshesifah's Torah. She's saying that's the days of Elul. It's a detox. Wake up. You're a Yid. Because who's the, who's the Bas Yisrael? Says Rashi, what's the tachas of all this? To make the Bas Yisrael Samecha and Vizu Minovelis. Who's the Bas Yisrael? The Neshama. The Bas Yisrael is who you really are. So we minavel the Chitzonius, the Guf, so you see that it's not, it's not even worth it. It's not even worth it. But the problem is you don't hear the calls of the Neshama. Because there's so many layers. So if you don't hear it, your mom is out to lunch. You're lost. You need 30 days. Just sit. Stop doing all that stuff. 30 days. You don't have to clap all chates and cry. Just stop doing all this stuff. Just sit. Take one month a year and just think a little bit. Where am I holding? Because there's a little lost princess inside. There's a mamish, a little lost princess inside. But she's so little. She's so cute. She's so sweet. You can't hear her. So who's singing the song to who? Chaim said, it's us singing to ourselves. It's a tzaddik, it's a rebbe, it's a mashpia singing to us. Wake up. It's Rav Kook singing to us. Wake up. Stop at the klipas. Not because they're us, but because you have so much more. You could be happy. There's so much more to life. It's so much more depth. So let's read a few words from Rav Kook. Then we're going to finish with this song. I know it's going to take a while. And then we have to turn into the next song. I'll just read you a few words from Rav Kook. Orsa Tshuva. Yeah, everybody? Orsa Tshuva. Famous safer. It's Kadai. The light of Tshuva. Perk I don't know what you say. Os Yud. Read a few lines. When a person forgets the essence of who he is, his neshama, his strong neshama. Kishemasichem deyo. Yemasiach das. What does Masiach das mean? You interrupt your thought. You stop thinking about the neshama, you start thinking about work, you start thinking about taivas, you start thinking about the world, all the other stuff, all the klipas, all the interruptions. You forget who you are. Kishemasichem deyo milestako betochius achayim. Hey, achayim. Hapnimim. You, you stop looking at the, at the amkus, the depth of life, the inner life, you start forgetting. You don't look at yourself. Either people look at themselves in their balagaiva, or they just don't look at themselves at all. They're so busy with so much stuff outside of them. Who they think they are, who people think they are, who they think that people think they are, and yada, yada, and et cetera, et cetera. You get so lost. You're thinking about money, you're thinking about stuff. Everything is always outside. We've forgotten to think about ourselves in a holy and pure way. We've forgotten. Who sits with themselves anymore and thinks, who am I? Besides so Rabbi playing that song. Who, who thinks, who am I? It's so simple. The Ramchal's yelling about it. The Balshem's, everybody's yelling about it, but who's doing it? Eishifas Tower, throw her in the house for 30 days. You have to do it. You got to take out. It doesn't just happen. So when you forget who you really are, everything becomes confused, mixed up, and you become full of doubts. 
has it ever happened to anybody? Yes. It's like a Rebbe line, you know? Has it, has it ever happened to anybody? You ever been in doubt? You know where it's coming from? Because you forgot who you are. You're not, you're not aligned with your inner self. Kipshuto. Vahat shuva is this is man of tshuva. So, oh. What's the first tshuva? We have to get out of our minds. I talk about this every year. Rebbe talks about it. Of course tshuva is clapping al chayt. Of course there's charata. Of course. That's not the ikr of tshuva. That's a, that is a subcategory that somehow took over. The first tshuva, the first return, is return to yourself. You can't return to a Kaddish Baruch unless you return to yourself. El shoresh nishmaso. To the shoresh of your neshama. To yourself. To your roots. In a quiet way. Maybe listening to the song Yidin with headphones. And then just being by yourself for a little bit and thinking about that. Thinking about the song. <coughs> and when you do that, listen to these words. And when you return to yourself, it doesn't have to be this grand thing, this, this epiphany is amazing. Simple. It's just sit by yourself for a little bit. No expectations. Remember, I, anybody who's ever heard me speak ever, expectations are the root of all sadness. No expectations. Just do what you're supposed to do. Don't expect anything. If nothing happens, great. Don't worry. If a person returns to himself, to the Sheriff's Nishmaso, you ready for this? Umiyad immediately. Yishav Elokim. El Nishmas Kol You immediately return to Kaddish Baruch. If you can get just to yourself. Everybody's always looking to clap al I don't even know exactly what they're doing. Who they're clapping al to. Some people say we're trying to return to Kaddish Baruch. I don't know how do you return to Kaddish Baruch. What are you doing? Rav Kook tells us, return to yourself. Simple. Not simple, but it sounds like something that I'd like to do, like Chaim was talking about. Who am I? What am I? Think. And immediately, if any ounce of yourself that you reveal, that's a Kaddish Baruch. Miyad. Miyad. Of course, we're being with Samson and everything. But I want to point out one more thing of the song. So gishmak. We take off all the klipas. So we're in the process of taking off the klipas, right? Remove the klipas. Reveal the panemius, right? So as the Rebbe comes, or Cook's coming, they're screaming, Yid, wake up! Enough of this stuff. And then what happens? So I don't remember who's, I think it's Mendy singing, I'm one of the Yidin. Right? In the middle of the song, you'll hear it. I'm one of the Yidin. And then, it's you, I think. Screaming. Screaming. Listen to, listen to the sound. Screaming. You know, what are the words again? Mm-hmm. I, I wrote it down. Because I could, didn't hear it. What do you say first? I'm one of them? No, no, no. Where did I go? <clears throat> no I'm one of the No matter what. No matter where. No one can take it. He's screaming. Listen. Because that's the neshama. That's you coming to your senses. Screaming. I, I'm at it. I'm breaking out. I'm done with this narishkai. Right? It's that little soft princess when you sit for a little bit. We have a Rebbe who says, you're something bigger than this. You're something bigger than this. And then start, you start to quiet down everything. Okay, let me try this. And you start to think, who am I? What am I? And you start to hear. And then you start to you hear the neshama coming out. 
you're bigger. I'm bigger than this. I'm an Ashama. I'm an Ashama. Whoa. And he started to scream. Nobody could take this away from me. It's on the inside. What is Chaim saying? Even the things that, I'm, that I did wrong, that I think wrong, but at the end of the day, the end of the day, I'm an Ashama. I'm an Ashama. And this is our Vodavel. This is Mamshi Vodavel. So, I was going to play the next song now, but I'm not. Right now we're going to listen. I'm sorry, it's going to be long. We're going to listen to Yidin again now. Mm-hmm. Listen to it in this way. And then it'll be quick. We're going to turn into the next song. So let's listen to Yidin again in, in a deep way. Let's, let's go into that place. She was Messiah Das. Connected. It's the Say it again. It's But we're also taking a moment to just get to know. Just close your eyes. Can we dim this light even more? Yeah. You don't have to, but just yeah. metaphorically dim the light. Heal off the clippers. And see Oponimius Every year has a neshama Peel off the cleavers And see the Oponimius Every year has a neshama Show me some yeah, yeah. My hope 
Usually that would be enough. But because this all started with a Chomer Libi, it's just another minute or two. So the Chomer Libi, to you, like Chaim said, to you, my heart says, the Chomer Libi, Bakshu Fanai, seek my face, Es Panecha, Es Panecha Hashem Avakesh, something like that. To your face, a Kaddish Baruch Hu, I seek. So as Chaim is pointing out, there's a big problem with this Pasuk. Because, Lecha Omer Libi, my heart says, what should my heart say? My heart's talking to me. Go seek Hashem. Lecha Omer Libi, Es Panecha Hashem Avakesh. Right? My heart's telling me, go seek Hashem's face. Go seek your face. What's Bakshufana? Seek my face. Who's talking there? My heart is saying, seek my face. David should seek his own face? Is that what it's saying? So I think the understanding is, like Rav Kook was saying, is that when a person returns to himself, Libi Omar Li. L'cha Omar Libi. When a person gets to that place called Lave, and he's in that place, Miyad, Miyad, he's one with the Kurdish Baruch, that's what Chaim was saying, I'm not saying anything more than he was saying. Miyad, that's a Kurdish Baruch who's speaking from you, because the Nisham is a Kamima. If you could even redeem, release, reveal a little bit of that, whatever you reveal to your Nisham, that is the Baruch, that's a Kurdish Baruch. So from that place, you hear Bakshu Fanai. See my face. It's a Kaddish Baruch speaking. Right? It's in David Mel's heart. And when he's hearing it, the little lost princess, the Neshama, it's a Kaddish Baruch speaking at the same time. It's a Ruach HaKodesh. Rabbi Nachman says, it's a Ruach HaKodesh. And it's saying, seek my face, come back to me. Me means it's a Kaddish Baruch which means you can't stay in this meditative state your whole life. But Espanecha Vashem Vakesh, now, says Avnach, I'm going to seek your face in everything I do. Davening and learning and going to work and eating. I'm going to look at Kaddish for your face because I know that's who I am. And everything that I involve myself in, again, I'm saying everything Chaim was saying. I'm not, yeah. Everything that I involve myself in, everything, everything that I am, it's a revelation of a Kaddish Baruch. If you have that Kavana, you're revealing the burial. If you don't have that Kavana, then you're in the world of the Klippus. It's not bad, but you're just not there. You're in an earbuff. You're in you're in Sveikas. So when we return to the self, to the place where we have a heart. Not just when things go well, I'm happy, when things go bad, I'm sad, and sometimes I'm depressed. Not just that. When I go into the place called a heart, I have a heart. You try to take control of it by thinking, by working on it, by connecting, by taking quiet time. Real quiet. I mean, you could use music there. It's okay, good. That's what we have the music for. To get into a place of quiet. Take control that I have a heart and listen. You might hear Kaddish Baruch saying, come to me. Come back. Come seek my face. Come from inside. Like Bavavi once blew me away and he was in his Sefer, I think it's in Chelek Bezal Bavavi and he was talking about Tefillah. And it's hard to do it justice by just saying it with my words. You have to be in it. But we all think 
generally, when you're davening, you're standing with a sitter, and you're, and you're davening words out, out to Kaddish Baruch Hu. Ki'ilu, Ki'ilu Kaddish Baruch Hu is in like Shemaim somewhere. He's in like outer space in like a little, you know, spaceship, you know, like on the moon, with like a lot of TV screens. Ki'ilu, that's, that's, not, that's, that's our image of Kaddish Baruch Hu. You know what you're davening to? Just to yourself. You're davening to the Kaddish Baruch Hu that's inside of you. That's where your feels are going. When a person says Shemona Esrei, why are you whispering? Because you're talking to yourself. Psukhidism, it's out loud because you have to scream out the klipas. Get the klipas out of here. Psukhidazimra. Psukhidim of Zimra. What is Zimra? So Zimra means song. But Zmira also means to prune a tree. You're pruning mm-hmm. the klipas. So that's why you have to scream and say it out loud and wave your hands to get these klipas away at it. Get out of here. And then as you go higher and higher, closer to the Kodesh Kedoshim, you don't have to scream anymore. When you get to the place of Kodesh Kedoshim, the self, the heart, Kodesh Baruch Panimius, you only have to whisper. Because then you're speaking to yourself. You're listening to yourself in the deepest way. It's a mahalach. It's very long. There's Torahs of Rabbi Nachman about this. But we have to start building the cheshek. The cheshek for Panimius, the cheshek for Kodesh Baruch which neutralizes and destroys the cheshek that we have the Klippus. It's long. It's Kufnan Vav. Maybe another time it's Hashem. But let's listen to Lecham Alibi and just try to continue this, this Avoda, the Avoda of El, the Avoda of coming back to ourselves. And take these songs, Lamaisa, take these songs at a quiet time, tonight, tomorrow, and just listen to them again in a quiet way and then turn the music off. Lights off and just think. Let the songs take you to that place. Like I once quoted from Karlbach, the song is supposed to take you from where you are to where you want to be. Who doesn't want to be in this place? Let this song take you. So, let's listen now. Pause for one second. Pause for one second. So what's the connection? El, this abode of El, Right? Anila Dodi Vidodili. This is the vote of Libi Bakshupana. That's what it says in Lidav. They were saying every L. So when a person I want to just make this connection, it's, it's clear, but when you do the first vote of Yidin to find the Holy Nishama, in that place you find the Karish Baruch. In that place you find Anila Dodi Vidodili. We say it all the time, El Anila Dodi Where is that? Oh, he's in the Sada, the Melch's in the Sada. Okay. <laughs> People get lost in the Sada. In a place where a person finds that depth, that Amkos within himself, which is a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that's where you start to finally feel an Ahava. That Ahava, the Cheshek, that lotion that we had by Shem Tedina, that, that the Medjur says is a Kaddish Baruch Hu, the Klaizah, Klaizah, the Kaddish Baruch Hu, you find it in this place. That's Anila Dodi Vidoli, that, that's El. And from there, whoa, then you're in a different place. That's the connection. When you start to reveal the Holy Neshama, you reveal Ani Ladodi Vidodi Li, David, and you come to Libi Lecha Amar Libi. Okay. See, I love you. See what you're saying? In that place, I love you. That's what that's what it's saying. Ani Ladodi Vidodi Li.
because I know you're right inside of me. I love you. I know you love me too. So this is this is what we're talking about. And every 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 singer, every musician, Baruch Hashem, so many special ones coming out now. Everybody has their unique their uniqueness. And I can't wait to for bring with each one of them. But if you heard in this song also, Chaimi screaming. You hear? I'm screaming at his heart. If everybody has, I'm telling you, every single person inside is screaming to Kaddish Baruch Hu, screaming to themselves, <coughs> you just don't hear it. You need to be in that right place, in that quiet place to even hear the scream. And if you do hear that scream, you'll never, ever stop listening. Now I'm going to do something that I didn't plan on doing. And I, no pressure, but there's two other people here who, who have made music before. And I'm asking if they would like, if they have something that they're feeling inside and they want to express that the way of music, that it's open, <laughs> it's open for them to respond if they'd like to. And if not, then not. There's no pressure. Talking about, of course, Moshe, yes. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to. But uh, as you think about that, Chaim Shukach, she continued to make uh, very deep and powerful and moving music, and people should listen. Amen. Deep ears, Mitzvah Amen.